Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, and you're very welcome back to Shattered Lives. I'm Kieran Bradley. The murder trial of Jerry the Monk Hutch has resumed after the Christmas recess at Dublin Special Criminal Court. Mr Hutch is accused of the murder of David Byrne at the Regency Hotel in February 2016. It is a charge that he denies. Being tried alongside Mr Hutch are two men, Jason Bonney and Paul Murphy. The state alleges that Messrs Murphy and Bonney provided vehicles for the Regency murders. Both men deny the charges against them. Before the Christmas recess, the defence had wrapped up its cross-examination of key state witness Jonathan Dowdle. Mr Dowdle has already pleaded guilty to facilitating Mr Byrne's murder and has been sentenced to four and a half years in prison. To bring us up to date with the goings-on is our man in court, chief reporter for the Irish Daily Star, Paul Healy. Paul, how you keeping? I'm good, I'm good. We're back at it after a little bit of a break. I'd say you were getting withdrawal symptoms over Christmas, were you? You just were seeing Dowdle and Hutch in your dreams. <laughs> uh, well, work, work, All nightmares. Work, work talk is banned uh, around the dinner table in the Christmas season so i i didn't have to think too much about uh the trial thankfully <laughs> someone's got a firm hand on the tiller excellent um so obviously we're back we're back in action as you say at the special criminal court in dublin uh we've been going out for two days obviously between today and yesterday much bring us up to date with what's been going on yeah well look i mean things let's be honest have started out um a little bit slowly i mean that's to be expected we had a, a dramatic an extremely dramatic couple of days with Jonathan Dowdall on the stand. Um, and obviously that was very interesting and, and entertaining and, and worth covering. Um, this is a criminal trial and there are many tedious days and we, we've gotten back into uh, that kind of, of <laughs> a tedious is the wrong word, but maybe evidence that isn't necessarily that interesting to talk about. Um, but there were a couple of developments uh that have come out of nowhere. This is a trial, as I said, with so many twists and turns, and and it began yesterday uh, with, with a really uh, another dramatic but confusing uh, turn uh, that I propose we talk about first because it's more interesting than than I suppose a, a lot of the other stuff that we heard in the courtroom. Um, uh, but but there's there's context to it that I'll that I'll try to give. So we heard uh from the prosecution uh from from sean galan uh opening the case uh on wednesday uh, that there had been a, a quote-unquote curious development uh, that had occurred overnight so on tuesday night this week and uh, that had been furnished to the defense uh, uh via a letter uh, we'd heard in the courtroom 
Um, and Brendan Grehan, senior counsel for Mr. Hutch, said that mattress had fallen out of the sky. This was something that they were going to have to deal with. And that's where we left it then. And we didn't get to hear the context of what that is. So I'm being somewhat cautious about how I speak about this from a legal perspective, because in the courtroom, it was not said uh, what the context of this is. And it was brought up again today then, uh, very briefly. And the prosecution, uh, prosecuting counsel, Sean Galan, basically said, this isn't an issue that he proposes to bring up again or deal with in any way. I'll get the exact quote for you here. He he said, for, from my perspective, it bottomed, it, 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 the matter has bottomed out and the prosecution will take no further steps in relation to it. So uh, it has no bearing on the state's case against Jerry Hutch from the prosecution's point of view. And then Brendan Grehan said uh, that this wasn't a matter that he proposed to talk about today. He, he again described it as this curious matter and uh, will have to wait another day for it to be resolved, he said. Uh so officially before the court, what this curious matter is has not uh, been said uh, on the tr in the trial. Okay. And again, you know, we have to be very careful of, of what we're talking about here. But uh, is there a sense that this curious element will be brought into the, the uh, defence's case? Uh, there may well be. I mean, with, with Brendan Grehan saying that it, it is a matter that may need to be resolved at a later date, it, it mm. implies perhaps that he, he may address it in some form uh, at some stage. Uh, it's important for me to again state that it, that it hasn't been heard before the three judges. Uh, but I propose to move to a story which has broken in tandem with this, uh, which is which is in relation to the overall murder of David Byrne, the Regency Hotel mm -hmm. incident. Um, and that is that there is an allegation that has been made by a prisoner, uh, which happened uh, in recent days, I understand. So this prisoner is currently in the Irish prison system. I'm not going to say what prison he's in, uh, just to be cautious. I'm not going to identify mm -hmm. this prisoner. But the allegation is that this prisoner has confessed to his uh, role, alleged role in the murder of David Byrne in the Regency Hotel, 5th of February, 2016. Um, mm. And he claims uh, that he was the shooter or that he was centrally involved in the murder. So look, this has come out of nowhere, obviously the timing with the trial, uh, it's very interesting, but it's something that has to be investigated. It's going to be investigated by Gardaí or certainly they'll have to, I understand they're aware of it. They haven't confirmed an investigation. The line I actually have from the Garda press office, I, I got it just before coming on here with you. Mm -hmm. They said, uh, as this is the subject of an ongoing criminal trial on Garda Síochána will not be commenting. So that's the official line. Okay, that's interesting. So we we don't really have a sense, I suppose, that uh, this will maybe pause the trial or anything along those lines. It's it's not likely to derail it in in a sense of anything, you know, procedural. No, as I say, this ha this has not been mentioned in the trial. That this 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 detail has not been mentioned in the trial, um, and it may it may come up, but it hasn't come up. It's important to state that. But uh, obviously, you know, I mean, I suppose the guards are being cautious as well in commenting on anything to do with the Regency Hotel incident. 
given the fact that there's an ongoing trial. Now, it is a special criminal court trial, and we have talked about this at length, that really the media and the public cannot influence the three judges. Uh, and the judges have stated that at the outset of this trial, that they will not be uh, watching the comment, uh, any comments that are being made or the media coverage, uh, and that won't impact upon their decision. It's not like a jury trial. So we, we have a bit more freedom. That's why we've been able to do this podcast, to really discuss what we want. But look, I understand the guards are aware of it. I think anybody saying that they were involved in a murder, it's going to have to be investigated in some shape or form, isn't it? So I imagine there'll be a guard investigation in relation to that. The individual is serving a prison sentence, is, is, uh, has convictions um, in relation to drugs and, and, and other serious offences. But uh, I can't say much more than that because I don't want to identify the person. But it's I just want to say that, again, like everything, when you report on this, people begin to speculate on social media. And I've had people um, openly putting names up on social media and saying, oh, I hear it's this person. OK, no one has put the right name up, first of all. And it's very dangerous, very, very dangerous to uh, state people's names and connect them with a crime. So it just be yeah. wary. I'd say that to anyone. I mean, obviously, people have free will, but I would be very wary if I if I was anybody uh, of putting names up on social media in connection with a murder. No, you're dead right, and I think actually, as journalists, we're we're sort of furnished with the idea of media law and defamation, so uh, it's perhaps a little bit more further forward in our minds. So, Paul, I understand there was a development with regard to Jonathan Dowdle's witness protection application. You might just bring us up to date on that. Yeah, now this is a story I'm working on today, so I'm not going to reveal the full extent of it, but I will strongly uh, hint at it. <laughs> um, we have to be careful. Obviously, Jonathan Dowdall, when he is, if he is considered uh, to be on the witness protection program, um, he is due a level of protection, and we won't, we won't really be able to identify anything about that program or where he is. But he's still being assessed, but I understand uh, that is progressing. And one of the biggest issues uh, roadblocks in the way um i understand is in relation to his health so jonathan dowdall we've already heard this in court that he has a very serious spinal issue and that he has made uh, complaints in relation to medication and things of that nature uh, and he has mobility issues um so uh, I'm being told that uh, his illness which he expects could progress and get worse is one of the major issues, uh, one of the major concerns here mm-hmm. in relation to getting the right country and the right location for him. And it has created a huge issue for those who may be considering him for the Witness Protection Programme, because where do you put somebody who who may potentially have mobility issues and um, you know serious health concerns? I'll, I'll have a bit more on this in the paper tomorrow, uh, provided I can get it across the line. Um, but uh, I, yeah, it's in relation to his health concerns specifically, that you know they're going to have serious issues with where to put somebody um, who may be in need of, of uh, care. Um, you know, so there, there's a lot to consider. It's just an added element. When I mean, we've already talked about how difficult it's going to be for him and, and restarting his life and where they can put him. And there was there have been already reports. Uh, my colleague uh, Mick Doyle from the Sun wrote a, a story there over the weekend about uh, there being difficulties in in where to put him well this is an added element to that now i understand in relation to his health specifically uh, and you know uh, what kind of potential care might be necessary and so uh, you know there's there's a lot there's a lot going on in the background um at the moment in relation to john to and getting onto the witness protection program so um we might not ever find out where he goes but uh, it, it's just another insight i suppose into just how difficult it is to 
move somebody abroad and give them a whole new life uh, but there's added complications with this person uh, in relation to uh, his health difficulties his very serious health difficulties Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, limiting an already limited amount of countries yep. you can go to. Um, okay, very good. Well, look, that's the juicy gossip out of the way, if you like. Uh, maybe let's get on to more of the procedural stuff that's happened in the last couple of days. I understand that um, we've had a couple of Gardi on, on the stand. Yeah, well, look, things got off to a bit of a false start on, on Wednesday, um, be, and, and the prosecution uh, described it as that as a false start because uh, Garda Michelle Purcell uh, was not available um, uh, yesterday, um, and they, they needed uh, Garda Purcell because she has been, throughout this case, guiding the trial through the CCTV footage. So that's her, her role in this, in that she has all, she is the Garda bringing us through all of the CCTV footage that's been garnered in this case. Um, so we finally got, it, got to that today and it was just basically in relation to confirming it, it, it's a bit procedural but the, confirming how the footage was obtained uh, and who it was sh- shared with the reason for that is because there's got, there was a lot of talk and there's going to be a lot of talk about the footage and its use and its admissibility over the next few days uh, so for example today um, uh, the, the barrister that, that is representing um the barristers that are representing Jason Bonney and Paul Murphy both have issues and concerns about uh, the CCTV footage. So in relation to Jason Bonney, uh, his defence counsel uh, is arguing uh, it w- w- wanted to show the court uh, specific uh, specific footage that pertains to his client again. And we, we haven't got into why he wants to show this footage. So it's important. I don't want to get ahead of this. We were shown footage we've already seen again, which is of uh, Jason Bonney's home on the 5th of February when the murder happened the, the, the morning of. And uh, it's in relation to um, the movement of his vehicle, a BMW, a, a Jeep. And then hit, so what we were shown today was the movement of a van uh, that was in the area at the time as well. And we um, the defense counsel for, for Mr. Bonney specifically wanted to show a piece of footage where this uh, van is reversing, uh, seen reversing uh, almost back into uh, Jason Bonney's home before it then moves off. Um, we don't yet know the significance of why he wanted, so we, he wanted to show several different uh, portions of CCTV where this van was being shown, as opposed to the BMW that the prosecution alleges Jason Bonney was driving. I don't want to speculate but we do know uh, that Jason Bonney is proclaiming his innocence. And I've mentioned already that he uh, has an alleged alibi in relation to his movements. So we don't not yet know this. I'm sure this is going to come up again uh, in terms of his defense. But we got little tidbits of that. And then in relation to Paul Murphy, uh, uh, Bernard Condon, senior counsel um, for for him, uh, was making a legal argument in relation to how the CCTV was garnered uh, by Gardaí. 
and he was basically arguing that under data protection laws this had been illegally uh, obtained by Gardy in one particular case he said because the person who he quizzed on the stand uh, who owned a business that had this CCTV footage admitted that they had not uh, gone to the data protection commissioner um, at all and he was basically arguing that that's illegal and it, and then the footage basically he's arguing for that to not be admissible um, so the judges have to rule on all of that uh, the prosecution prosecuting counsel Sean Galan basically argued against this and said that you know, look, this argument of privacy and other issues have come up before in other cases, and the judges have always uh, pushed against it. Um, basically, I, I, it's a lot of legal jargon, but to try and sum it up, um, the guards, when they suspect criminal uh, a criminal action has taken place, and when they are investigating something, it is up to them to garner and get all relevant CCTV footage in relation to their investigation. So, I mean, Bernard Condon was arguing that uh, a lot of the footage breached uh, Mr. Bonnie's, uh, sorry, Mr. Murphy's uh, privacy. Uh, and But it was pointed out that most or if all of these areas where uh, the CCTV footage was obtained, they are in public areas. And so the, the privacy issue doesn't really come into play. It's going to be up to Miss Justice Tara Burns, uh, Miss Justice Grania Malone and Sarah Berkeley, Judge Sarah Berkeley, now to rule on that. So they're going to come back on that, I think, tomorrow. Could be wrong on that, but I think they're going to come back on that tomorrow. Um, no, actually, she, um, sorry, Tara Burns did say that uh, she would look at that overnight and they would come back with a ruling on that uh, as to the admissibility of uh, CCTV footage in relation to Paul Murphy. So anyway, I went on a bit of a tangent there, but that, that is the nuts and bolts of really what we heard today. Uh, and then things kind of wrapped up uh, um, at, at just before lunchtime today. So what we're going to hear next uh, tomorrow is in relation to mobile phone evidence. So there were a couple of uh, there were a couple of exhibits that were um, also entered into uh, evidence today. Uh, for example, a a mobile phone uh, that was seized from Jonathan Dowdall's home, um, and a mobile phone. I think two mobile phones uh, that were seized from Patsy Hutch's house on Champions Avenue during that search. Um, and just another interesting tip that came up because uh, one of the guardy that was involved in the search on Dowdall's home, uh, Detective Inspector Porig Boyce, uh, was called to the stand today. And he was uh, asked by Brendan Grehan as to why uh, he searched the home um, and just to confirm his belief, uh, the guardy's belief at the time. So on the night of March 2016, Gardy believed, and he confirmed this, that Patrick Dowdall and Jonathan Dowdall were members of the IRA. And that is why they got a search warrant and were able to search Jonathan Dowdall's home on the Navin Road. Um, and they searched Jonathan Dowdall's home uh, 70 minutes after they had just seized the AK-47s used in the Regency and arrested Shane Roan. So after they arrested Shane Roan, got the guns, a Porig voice uh, admitted that yes, they did rush back then to Jonathan Dowdall's home and immediately carry out this search. So they believed there was obviously a connection there. And the warrant was actually on suspicion of um, firearms and explosives being in the house and anything and to acquire evidence that, that may support this theory uh, that they were members of the IRA. All of that is is obviously of interest to the defence and in terms of, you know, Jonathan Dowdall as a state witness 
against Mr. Hutch. So I mean, you know, they they want to be they wanted to be able to confirm that fact that the Gardaí at that point in time uh, suspected that Jonathan Dowdell was a member of the IRA and that he might be involved in the making of and the uh, holding of explosives and firearms in his own home. So that's the other interesting tidbit. But yeah, essentially that's what we've heard today and you know it, it, it's it's going to be a bit tedious like this at times there are little tidbits that are interesting but the, you know that that is in a nutshell everything that we've heard well you have to sell the product mate you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta sex this up for us somehow otherwise we're, no, all I, I, the job, we're so. telling it we're telling it as it is i mean look it's, it's a trial <laughs> like it's a trial and like you know there we're going to come back to some of these things so as i mentioned like it is interesting about the uh the movements of uh the uh, this truck now in relation to uh, Jason Bonney, um, you know, so the defence might, on his side, might uh, give a bit more insight into why uh, Mr. Bonney is protesting his innocence, for example. Um, but we just haven't got to that stage yet. So it, it's going to play out over the next few days. Um, and then next week, or maybe the week after, we're going to have the final closing arguments uh, of defense and the prosecution on both sides that's going to be very interesting because that's where the jigsaw piece as it were is going to come together in terms of the prosecution is going to sum up their case and the defense will sum up their arguments as well um so that'll be blockbuster that'll be great um but we've uh, we've a bit of footwork to do and until we get till we get to that but i think it could be next week it could be next week by the time we come to the closing stages of this trial yeah well, you know, I, I know it's been facetious before, but I, I do think there's a there's a kind of beauty to the minutiae of all of this stuff mm-hmm. as well. It, it, you know, it is a crucial part of the of the legal process and the democratic process. So um, how in general is the mood in court, uh, maybe particularly among the press pack and, and the like? I guess these are people that you'd be uh, fraternizing with. It's the a bit, most. Well, it's a bit quieter in general in the courtroom than it was over Christmas, especially with Jonathan Dowdall on the stand. Um but the usual suspects are all still there. Um, we're Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, well, we're all there. So. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> hope so. Um, yeah, look, uh, it's... it's uh, I, 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 I'm not a mind reader, but I mean, it's it's interesting to watch Jerry Hutch uh, every day come in and, I mean, his mannerisms and that. And that. Uh, came in with a newspaper today did he really what's his newspaper and, uh, choice might i ask uh, i think it was the irish times uh so yeah it wasn't oh, us it's a shame but uh, imagine you saw your byline like through you know just just out the corner of your eye you'd be like, oh god i don't I, I doubt he reads our stuff i don't know if he has the time but uh look he's uh you know um for him this is this is the trial of his life uh it's, it's and uh yeah you know course, we're yeah. what are we 11 weeks into it now you have to wonder the wonder the toll mm-hmm. that it's taking uh on everyone involved um but it's it's fascinating as i say there are procedural days like this but for us uh i suppose junkies of this it, it's always interesting but uh look we'll we'll give you a podcast every time we think it's worth having something to talk about of course <laughs> Yeah, I'd reiterate that as well. Obviously, we'll, we'll we'll get one of these out to you as soon as we kind of feel it's useful to everyone because otherwise, you know, you will be bored to tears. Um, <laughs> Paul, listen, thanks very much for all this. Um, uh, we, your, your continued endeavours are, are very well valued. And um, yeah, so thanks for that and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you.